the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. You might be thinking, why is the AK Show playing a little country twang? On a Taco Tuesday. Have you ever had a brisket taco? Let me tell you. And I'm also a fan of the Tex-Mex. So there you I know that my dude says me broccolini. He's not so much a fan of the Tex-Mex. He's like a Mexican food, food purist. You know, he's one of the five people that was actually born and raised in San Diego. <laughs> Everybody else is like a transplant from me. So um, be glad that I'm not, you know, putting crawfish etouffee in a taco shell, my dude. That's all I have to say. Speaking of DJ Sesame Broccolini, here he is. It's Taco Tuesday. Not again. Where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> For the record, uh, there's, there's like six or seven of us who are actually from here. Uh-huh. Uh, it's more than a, It's more than five. I mean, you it's a what? small club, but yeah, it is a small club. It is a small club. But I'm just that blessed. Um, I'm just that lucky. I, I really have nothing else to. I just, I'm honestly so grateful to call it San Diego my home. I just can't yeah. believe it. Well, yeah, I mean, and people that haven't come here, it truly is America's finest city. At least it was. Uh, the left is working as hard as they can to destroy California. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you, even though they are, you know, you can destroy the economy here but you can't take away the fact that the beach is here the weather i mean it's you know we had a very mild winter i mean i don't think last year it it was like it hovered around 50 a little too much for me um this year i don't think it really ever got to 50 i mean it's just been in the 60s um today it's like around 70 just clear no humidity it's just absolutely gorgeous here endless amounts of things to do uh, outdoor activities as well as food and shopping it, it is just a glorious place to live it's become so unaffordable though that it's that it's tough and with what the left is doing to the economy as well as with the republicans with the spending the destruction of our dollar the inflation it's just getting harder and harder and harder and you can't build wealth you know the left likes to talk about building wealth you can't build wealth if you can't acquire something that traditionally has uh, grown in, in its value, whether that's um, used to, there were, we used to have savings accounts in this country at banks that actually paid an interest for parking your money there. We used to have certificates of deposit CDs that paid 10%. We used to, you know, it used to be that people could afford to buy. When I first, when, uh, when I was in my sales career, this was in late nineties here in San Diego, I was, I I don't need to bore you with what I was doing, but there were people that worked for me. They were able to buy homes here in San Diego County and they, they were making minimum wage. 
or actually I would say a little bit more than minimum wage. They were making $9 an hour and they were able to save up and buy homes. Look how far we've, how we've tanked economically in this nation and in this country, and it's only getting worse. And unfortunately, there's no opposition party to this. I actually, you know, here is, um, there was a big meeting today with Mitch McConnell, Speaker Johnson, Chuck, Chuck Schumer and others. And Mitch McConnell was asked as he came out from the meeting about uh, President Trump and endorsing Trump. And here's what he had to say. Sesame, if you could play the clip. Uh, over the weekend, Senator Thune came out and he endorsed Trump, the other lieutenants have endorsed Trump. Why are you holding out and endorsing your likely nominee? Uh, I don't have any announcement about that today. Leader McConnell. Oh, I don't have any announcement about that today. Really? Our Senate minority leader refuses to endorse the obvious nominee for the party? What does he have a problem with? Uh, that went on during the Trump administration, the largest economic recovery in the history of the nation. Is that what McConnell has a problem with? Because clearly he doesn't seem to have a problem with the economic destruction that has been waged against the American people in the last three years. He certainly doesn't have a problem with the millions of illegal aliens coming into this country and sucking up our resources. That is when they're not murdering Georgia uh, nursing students. I need you to jump in here, Sesame, before I lose my mind. I'm so angry. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. I mean, look, part of part of me is obviously frustrated with that because he just he's so clearly at, at war with his own constituents and really with, with what yeah. most conservatives want. And and he sees the direction the party's going in and he knows that he can't stop it. But at the same time. Mitch is in the old guard. I, I, I want him out of office, but I don't. I really don't care at all what he has to say because Trump will be the nominee and Good as point. God will is willing, he will be the next president of these United States. So Mitch can get on the train or get out of the way, but th th there's yeah. nothing stopping this campaign or be run over with a train. God yeah. willing, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Trump train. How about that? <laughs> the figurative Trump train. Um, someone else who was in the meeting was speaker Johnson and um, here's some comments that he made today when he was asked about the border. We must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, you have to talk first about our open border. I've been, I believe, in uh, maybe 20-something states over the last several weeks, going around the country, uh, appearing at events with my colleagues, and we're hearing from the American people of all parties and all persuasions in all cities and all states who feel this acutely, they understand the catastrophe at the border is affecting everyone. And it is top of mind for all the American people for that reason. So I brought that issue up repeatedly today in that room and, and again one-on-one -on -one with the president. I think that's our responsibility. I mean, he sounds as, you know, passionate, you know, as somebody who's gone around, you know, uh, tasting barbecue because he's going to write an article for Food and Wine magazine. And who's, you know, is it, you know, South Carolina style barbecue sauce? Are we going to go with the Tennessee, you know, uh, Nashville hot style? I mean, what, it, it, that's it? I, 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 I couldn't even, it was so flaccid. I couldn't even tell what he, what he was talking about. He should have come out and said, I told him. 
you either secure this border or I'm not giving a dime to this government. I'm shutting it down. You've orchestrated an invasion. You're waging war on the American people by bringing importing military age men in here that are that are Dr. Phil to the view was more passionate. He talked about how I, I played the clip last night. He talked about how the, that he spoke to Border Patrol agents and that they are absolutely bringing children here to put them into prostitution rings and as, in sweatshops as slave labor. Maybe Dr. Phil needs to be Speaker of the House. This is outrageous. Unbelievable how little he cares. He's acting like he's trying to negotiate, you know, uh, actually he sounds like he's judging, you know, a baking competition. I've been traveling around trying to decide what people think. Just, it's shocking to me how the Republican Party does everything they can to waste, to squander anytime they have a little bit of power. Because the reality is, is they're in on the game. And I don't give a crap whether Johnson went to LSU, how many times he did. I don't need, I, I, I. I, in fact, I would so love to run into him up on uh, uh, Royal Street sometime. And let me tell you, I'd give him a piece of my mind. It makes me so angry what's happening to this country. Can you imagine being the parents of Lake and Riley and hearing that today? But every one of us should be just as angry about this. Every one of us. Anything you want to share there, Sesame? I'm really doing my best to to see what Mike Johnson brings to the table, and and I really like I want to see the best in him, but just talk about a letdown. I was going to mention the Doctor Phil thing. I mean, why if I was if I was Mike Johnson, I'd be at the border myself with with razor wire I bought on Amazon, yeah. physically building the wall myself. Yeah. Like what? I'm sorry. It's just like where's your spine? You act like there's like everything's going to be fine. But we don't know that everything's going to be fine. This is a pivotal crisis in American history. It's a not crisis. Like, it's not like the other crisis. They say that term all the time. It's a crisis. This is a – This is you cannot have a country without borders. Everything is at stake right now. So uh, this I is mean, a national it, security know, failure. Yeah. I, th- this is – I mean th- I'm th- this is top five, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, national security, one of the biggest certainly in recent memory. So I just can't believe yeah. he talks about it like, oh, well, you know, we're appearing at events. What does that do for me? Yeah. What does that nothing. do for the voters? Nothing. It doesn't do anything. Oh, I've traveled around and talked to 20. Why? You don't need to travel around on taxpayer money. How much are you getting per diem for that? You know exactly what the problem is, and you don't want to do anything about it. He's no different than any other Republican. They campaign on the, uh, oh, you know, uh, they love to be in the minority so that they've got something they can run against. And that's the game he tried to play today. I came out there and told him, you know, no, you have the power to do something about it. You're just refusing. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. This is the same guy who actually said, well, you know, um, the, you know, the, the American people, you know, we, we, we all are in lockstep and in, in supporting funding for Ukraine and so No, 
They're actually continuing to try to drain us for billions of dollars for the sovereignty of Ukraine while they're handing ours over to Venezuelans like the ones who, uh, like uh, there's a report today of a Venezuelan who sexually assaulted a child. We've got the one that killed a nursing student. I mean, it's like every day we're hearing these stories and none of them care. They don't care. It's up to us to save this country. It's up to us. We should all be on the phone to Speaker Johnson tomorrow and, and call him out for the crap weasel that he is and telling him, you shut this country, shut this government down. What's this government doing for us? Why are they taking any money from us? Oh, so they can give it to illegals. Did I talk last night about the one that's in, that's in Ohio laughing that, he's, that he didn't want to work? He's here on vacation paid for by Americans. It's exactly what's going on. We're laughing stocks. Our country is being handed over to every Tom, Dick, and child sex trafficker around the world, as well as every Islamic terrorist who wants to come here and do an October 7th-style terrorist attack on us. It's being handed over to them, and they know that there will come a point very soon in which it, it, we will be completely done and toast. If and, and quite frankly, it's at the point right now to where securing the border doesn't even solve the issue. There's too many here. They've got to be rounded up and they've got to be deported. And the Republican Party is not doing anything to sell that to the American people right now going into this election. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears because I saw from uh, Andrew Angieski, member to me, I need to get him back on my show, from Open the Books. Guess what else? Speaking of communicating and messaging, wait till you hear where your taxpayer dollars have been going. Stick with us. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. I could use a good donut right now. Mm-mm-mm. I'm kind of hankering for, it's a simple donut, it's very humble, but it's genius, and it's the Krispy Kreme chocolate glaze, and what they do different is they don't just take some regular raised donut and dip it in chocolate. It's glazed first in their traditional glaze, then they dip it in chocolate, so it's a double dipped. Mm -mm -mm. I could use one of those right about now. Um, all right. I'm a little bit calmed down. Got to switch gears away from the border invasion because it just makes me absolutely crazy. And one final thing I'll say, here's how you know that it's that it's orchestrated. If you were doubting it at all, uh, I think it was Charlie Kirk or somebody tweeted out today that um, Joe Biden, when it came to uh, George Floyd, he tweeted out 22 times in sympathy to George Floyd. Of course, we know he didn't do it. His his staff did. He has not done one tweet about Reagan, uh, Lake and Riley, the Georgia student who was murdered. It's absolutely despicable. All right. Um, last hour, we talked about uh, free speech and how, uh, if you missed it, download it because there's a poll out showing a shocking number of Americans, including Republicans, who think that there should be limits on free speech because they don't want to hear uh, a, an, an opinion that uh, they consider to be offensive. Um, you know, it's just sad how far we've gone in, in this nation in terms of not understanding our constitutional rights and why they're so precious. 
And, and, and that poll comes as a shock to me too, because Republicans have to understand how messaging and the suppression of speech went to contribute to the deaths of Americans in terms of COVID, whether it was through the lockdowns or whether it was through the shots, uh, how they have controlled the outcome of elections by suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story in other ways. There is no suppression of speech that is of any value to any American. And on top of it, we've also got uh, a message, a, 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 a speech issue where we've got propaganda being pushed uh, by the left while they're suppressing uh, the truth out there, suppressing speech of conservatives. One of the reasons why they're suppressing it is because it's truthful. Remember in the when the attorneys general for Louisiana and Missouri sued the Biden administration over suppression of speech with big tech, one of the things that they revealed was that they were suppressing content that was sharing the truth about the spread of COVID and the truth about the shots and adverse events. They were also suppressing content that shared the Hunter Biden laptop story. So the media the legacy media in all of its different forms, not just in print, not just in cable news, are part of the indoctrination of America, the push of propaganda in order to control elections. And now I'm finding out, thanks to Andrew Njevsky from Open the Books, that uh, there's something called, have you heard about this, Sesame Broccolini, the podcast tax? No, what? The podcast tax. What? According to um, Adam Angievsky, uh, if you're paying taxes, you're paying for government podcasts. Oh, come on. Yep. They're funding episodes on erotic ecologies, queer farming, trans people in Zimbabwe, queer farming. U.S. taxpayer dollars are going to podcasts about queer farming. Yep. Trans people in Zimbabwe and Satanist. What? Yep. Just since 2020, he reports, the federal government paid $324 million in grants to projects that in some capacity deployed a podcast. In Wichita, Kansas, the $4 million Facts Not Fear COVID-19 health information campaign used local podcasters to heighten awareness while engaging residents, community organizations, and community leaders in crafting a culturally sensitive message around health literacy. Oh, what a bunch of garbage. Wow. Um, wow. Total garbage. University of Houston received $2.3 million around HIV. Uh, some con- uh, podcasts seemed ideologically neutral, he says. Others push a left-wing framing of American life that some taxpayers may find objectionable. Uh, for example, Regeneration Rising. Uh, $446,000 from the Department of Agriculture. Uh, This is a podcast about agriculture, and it features an episode on building a queer farmer community. Another podcast is called Subtitle. This uh, was uh, from the National Endowment of the Humanities, uh, $227,000, had an episode called The Little Pronoun That Could, about a new gender-neutral pronoun being introduced in Swedish. 
sacred and profane from the National Endowment of Humanities, another $200,000, about American religious life and has an episode on how, quote, Satanists play an important role in American religious and political life, showing us how ideas about religion, pluralism, and the separation of church and state are changing in the U.S. It goes on and on and on. Art, Artists and Hackers is a podcast. They had episodes funded uh, with taxpayer money on, quote, erotic ecologies and the fluid relationships between humans and AI. Purple Royale, funded with taxpayer dollars from the Department of State about issues and stories affecting trans and intersex lives in Zimbabwe. Yep. Your thoughts, Sesame. I mean, there's just, I guess there's so many different ways to waste taxpayer money. But wow. It's all about pushing. It's all wow. about pushing. It's cult, it, It's cultural Marxist ideology being pushed to destroy the fabric of this nation, to destroy Western civilization in the course of communism. I'm, I'm afraid it's working. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. It seems like it's actually, so I guess for them, it's not really a waste. When you really think no. about it, that's the real goal. It's actually a very wise investment for them because they do it without anybody's knowledge. Or I guess, thankfully, we have some sources that, that report this stuff because this is where, – where's the mainstream media? Where's the Republican Party? This is crazy. This is this is lunacy. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, Adam Andrzejewski is one of the – you know, uh, he's the guy that was digging and digging and digging into Fauci's finances. And even I think uh, even after he – Submitted his FOIA request. I think he still got blocked. They've done everything they could to keep him from getting the truth as to how much money Fauci made off of the shots and off of remdesivir. But getting back to this, according to the National Endowment of Humanities website, quote, because democracy demands wisdom, NEH serves and strengthens our republic by promoting excellence in the humanities and conveying the lessons of history to all Americans. The endowment accomplishes this mission by awarding grants for top-rated proposals examined by panels of independent and external reviewers. They say the uh, by advancing equitable opportunities for art, arts participation and practice, the NEA, oh, this is the NEA's website, the NEA fosters and sustains an environment in which the arts benefit everyone in the United States. First of all, let's get back to top-rated proposals. Who out there? thinks erotic ecologies (laughs) is top-rated professional content. Have you heard of this Artist and Hackers podcast, Sesame? I know you listen to pods. I do, but I have not. Have you heard of subtitle? This involves gender-neutral pronoun episodes uh, to be introduced in Swedish (laughs) because, of course, the taxpayers (laughs) are really obsessed with Swedish content around pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see they're asking people questions on Jeopardy now about pronouns? Like, I, no! guess, I guess there's one called Zzer. It's X-E. <laughs> so it's a thing now. I would have said insanity, uh, 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 you, know, um, you know, times a thousand, four thousand, Alex. I'll have one flu Alex over and... the cuckoo's nest, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alex is dead, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my favorite uh, is the regeneration rising. This got the most money. 500 grand uh, for building a queer farmer e- com- community. Wow. 
it's just on the cutting edge of, of social innovation. We mm-hmm. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, there's even more lost highways, limitless Africa, um, a hundred podcast episodes. Uh, oh, this $881,000 by department of state for limitless Africa. Um, $800,000 for Radio Diaries, the Audio History um, Project, Brains on the Move, um, $425,000 Cultural Exchanges, Global Exchange of the Arts, Scholarship and Humanities. Lost Highways has to do with History of Colorado and the Rocky Mountain West. That's over a million dollars about highways in Colorado. <laughs> I want to know whose family member, uh, you know, got got some money, uh, you know, for 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 that because, uh, you know, I don't know. Is, is there is there uh, uh, who 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 benefited from that? No, no, this is a podcast. Um, yeah, somebody's sister is sitting in their kitchen talking about talking about the sides of roads in Colorado, and uh, got a million bucks for that. <laughs> I was driving on the 10 and I saw a tumbleweed. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's a good thing we can laugh about it, Sesame. All right, we're going to take a break. Stay with us. Can we find something else to laugh about? Because it's just so dire out there. It's just so dire. Maybe we'll read some, some listener mail when we come back. Stay tuned. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. All right, so a listener of the show, I'm going to get to emails in, in a couple of minutes, but a listener of the show sent me something earlier and I meant to talk about it during our discussion about the border. So somebody took some pictures over the weekend from Oceanside on Sunday in Oceanside here in North County, San Diego, outside the Social Security office. Now, Sesame Rocklini, um, since when is the a government, the uh, Social Security office, open on a Sunday? Uh, definitely never. Never, Sunday, right? Never. They close never. at three thirty p.m. on a Friday. Oh yeah, and that doesn't mean they're working till three thirty. <laughs> So this person sent me pictures. They were taken on the side of the building where nobody could see them. And it was at the Social Security Administration in Oceanside. They had illegal aliens lined up. What? Yep. Wow. They were brought in a large white bus with black windows so you could not see inside the buses. And the pictures were sent to me. Like the buses they used to escort prisoners to and from yep. the... Wow. Yep. And they were brought to the Social Security office, even though it, it's not technically open. Um, so somebody was letting them in. And um, we can only imagine um, what uh, was going on inside. Why would they take them to the Social Administration office if they weren't giving them money? Why else would they be there? And they were doing this on the sly. Yeah. 
This is unbelievable. The person who sent me these messages said, let me read. Um, makes me so mad. I can't hardly stand talking about it. I hate seeing this. I hate seeing uh, before my very eyes, our country being taken away. It's making me not like a lot of people. Oh, yeah. You can say it. You can say it. You're angry. You're really resentful at these people that are breaking and entering into this country. They're absolute pigs. Pigs. These are military-age men. And you can see, and I can see from the pictures lined up here, these are military-age men. Every one of them. Not a child or woman in sight. And they're coming here to live off of Americans. I don't know what percentage of them will rape, but they will. I don't know which percentage of them will drive drunk and kill somebody, but some will. I don't know which percentage will will uh, sell drugs and kill Americans from overdoses, but some will. I don't know which ones will be involved in child and sex trafficking, but some of them will. I don't know which ones are plotting to go door to door in an October 7th Islamic attack, but some of them will. And they're at, in, at, and they're all, and oh, by the way, I can tell from the picture, they're all standing there with the same stack of papers in their hands. It doesn't take a genius to see why they they were there at the Social Security Administration. Wow. All right, I'm going to read some emails for some listeners. So Mo has been emailing me today about uh, the Fannie Willis hearing, and I have just really enjoyed him. Let me go back to the beginning because she's kind of been emailing me um, along the way, kind of play by play. Um, what a joke. Not schooled in the law. Love watching trials, especially against the reprobates on the left, LOL. <laughs> they won't let him answer. This sorry excuse for a judge is also biased. Maybe wrong. She doesn't seem too confident. This idiot on the bench seems to be the one answering. If she knows the law, stand your ground, women. They should all be up for jur- uh, perjury. Nothing will come of it. Uh, I said from the beginning that this this judge was on the take. I think I even mentioned last night. Uh, that he donated to Fannie Willis's uh, campaign. Um, uh, she says, this is a lie, sack of excrement on the witness stand. <laughs> uh, she goes on to say, oh, same thing again. Then she says, this dude can't remember who dressed him this morning. I like I like this lawyer, Sadie. Um, yeah, look, and then Mo, more messages from Mo. This judge must have a hot date with Fannie Willis waiting. He seems to be in a rush. <laughs> Look, he's not her type, um, but something tells me Fannie might be willing to eat an order of lickety split with him if she thought it might benefit her in the long run. Uh, y'all keep these emails rolling. I love to hear from you guys so much. Uh, share with me your thoughts. I also last hour... Uh, and if you missed last hour, download the podcast wherever you get your pods. But uh, I, I shared this story. We didn't have a whole lot of time to talk about it. But artificial intelligence is uh, now being one aspect of it or one use for it that's being marketed is deceased people being recreated in the form of a ghost. And it's just a disturbing, evil thing to market to grieving people. 
And I want to know what you guys think about it. And, and I'm reposing this question in case you missed last hour. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. I kind of had to shut off our convo. We ran out of time at the end of the hour. Was there anything you wanted to share? I, as I was thinking that part of the reason why they would prey on people with AI like this is that at particular, our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and values. And as Christians, we believe that we're going to be reunited with our Christian uh, fellow Christians in heaven. Uh, and, and and we know that the grieving process is something we all have to endure. It's part of the human experience. And I think this is a way, it's just another way of the left to go at our Christian values. Anything you want to share on that topic, Sesame, since I kind of had to cut it off? It's hard to say if that's, I mean, I, I think that's certainly what's happening. I'm just trying to figure out if that's really the underlying motive or, or what the motive is. Maybe it's just, a, it seems like a way to make a quick buck. Um, and to scam people, that's really what it is. And it's, it is just terrifying that because, you know, to your point, it's not just about driving God out of society, um, and therefore any sense of real reality or morality. It, it's, it's about replacing God because inevitably once, once you get rid of the, once you turn your back on God, you still have this void that you're looking to fill it with. You still have the mm-hmm. space in your soul and your life where you're like, I know I'm programmed for worship and to have a relationship with God, the supernatural creator of, of all the heavens and all the earth. And I just, I have to fill it with something to replace that. And you can't replace God, but they will try with technology. This is opening the door to a technocracy in my mind where we slowly outsource human aspects of the human condition to yeah, technology. Absolutely. And eventually yeah. it's like that Ray Bradbury short story where those kids can't ever leave the bubble that they were born into. They need the bubble to breathe, to live. It's like we're moving toward a world where there is no division anymore between human and technology. We're just like these I, – I don't know what it is, like these weird – amorphic creatures i i don't know but that's what it feels like we're going toward so it's very creepy yeah, it does. And very disturbing it does and by the way um sad news today that uh actor and hero to uh military veterans and american patriot gary sinise lost his son today at the age of 32 to a very rare form of cancer and i pray for his heart and that the family heals quickly. I also pray that it was not a turbo cancer as a result of him having gotten the shot because that would that would make the grieving even worse for a parent right now to think that it's bad enough to face – no parent should ever bury a child. But then if you think that it's something that could have been prevented or that it was a part of some – you know, could, could have been prevented, um, but that, you know, a, a shot maker – you know, rushed a product to market that was dangerous, that would, that would make things even worse. And I hate that I even thought about that. But, you know, he's somebody that I just think is an extraordinary human being who's dedicated his life. Uh, He could have made so much more money, you know, in Hollywood, instead had his Lieutenant Dan band going around and raising money for military and supporting military and supporting homeless vets and uh, just, I just feel terrible for him and for his family tonight. And so I just lift him and his family up in prayers. So if, if there's anything you want to add to that, uh, jump in, uh, Sesame. And otherwise, I'm going to go to a break. Anything you want to add? I think that was very well said. I Thank you. That. All right. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, Hunter Biden has a message for how we can save democracy. So stay tuned for that. 
K, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Uh, final segment of tonight's show. Um, let's let's switch. We we just wrapped by um, offering our prayers to Gary Sinise for the loss of his son. And I feel like we got to end this hour with some giggles and some laughs. By the way, you know, every day I'm trying to find somebody that, you know, we can, a good news story uh, about somebody who, that we can nominate for here of the week. We always give out the winner at the end of the week. Uh, I think I've got to nominate Gary Sinise as today's nominee for hero um, because clearly he has been heroic as a patriot in his work uh, for the military. So I lift him up as today's nominee for hero. All right, now for some laughs. <laughs> um, the Republican, uh, the GOP, by the way, uh, James Comer announced that they have asked for the transcripts of the special uh, counsel hers report on uh, the, the transcript of the interview by special counsel Robert Hur when he interviewed Joe Biden and then came out later and said, look, this dude, dude is this dude is too mentally gone uh, to be president. Um, he should have already been, his cabinet should have already used the 25th, uh, against him. So anyway, Biden, you know, Biden lied and said that, you know, he wasn't even asked certain questions that he offered it anyway. Uh, they've asked for the transcript. Uh, well, the, the, uh, special counsel was looking into the Biden crime family as well as Hunter Biden and all of that. So, and the, uh, now Hunter Biden has come out. And and basically saying that the fate of democracy rests on him. In fact, Sesame Broccolini, if you can play the clip that we have. So part of the reason that he has stayed sober beyond, I think, the love of his family, he got married, he had a, a little boy that he named after his dad, you know, his, his late brother, Bo. Yeah. But other, the other thing is he sees his sobriety as related to the fate of the country. Basically, what he said is that, you know, he thinks about the consequences of failure here. Right. That maybe it's the ultimate test for a recovering addict because he knows if he relapses, it would be devastating for his dad while his dad is running for re-election and trying to keep Trump out of the Oval Office. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, it's a lot of pressure. Sesame Broccoli. The only thing that's saving this country from devastation is Hunter Biden's sobriety. Oh, by the way. Uh, Alex Thompson, he's talking about, oh, he had a boy and he named him Bo after his dead brother. Um, was that before or after uh, he had sex with dead brother Bo's uh, wife? In fact, have we checked the paternity of baby boy Bo? And oh, by the way, um, how come he didn't mention uh, Love Child with the stripper who he denied even uh, having? Um, yeah, quite the hero, that dude. Sesame, your thoughts. Look, I, obviously addiction is a very real problem, but let's get serious. I mean, Democrats, <laughs> they sit they sit there and they say, we can't put somebody like Trump in office because we don't like his manners and the things that he says and does. You want to talk about moral character? Yes. Let's talk about the Bidens. Are you serious? Are you serious with the fake moral outrage and the they fake would, sense of denied, moral superiority? They, they denied their grandchild and wouldn't hang a stocking mm-hmm. up for her. Mm-hmm scumbags london roberts say her name everyone know her yes. name london roberts this is absolute or i guess maybe that's the name of the the mom navy and that's navy the, yeah, yeah navy, navy might be the daughter yeah either navy way is the daughter. great right. point excellent point and that's the, and that's the best that's the best we can say about them is that, that they've mm-hmm. denied the existence of their grandchild mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten into in, into the daughter's diary 
Um, Let's talk about, about the cocaine the, in the West Wing, Hunter. Exactly. Come on, man. Come on. Don't yeah. give me that and, that false sense of, oh, uh, the, the righteousness. We, we have to keep Trumpy out of office. Why? So you can have more topless trans activists on the White House lawn? Really? This whole Trump is a threat to democracy as they're shredding our nation, shredding it apart, shredding the bodies of children, in, you know, orchestrating an invasion of military-aged men in this country. That's an act of war against this nation. And they want to talk about Trump being a threat to democracy and to say that Hunter Biden's sobriety is what what has the country. There's nobody who's buying the same dude that drove his Porsche 90 miles an hour while sucking on a crack pipe. That guy. (laughs) It's just absolutely insane. But at least he gives us a chuckle. And at least he's got new teeth, right? (laughs) Look, where are we at with all this? I mean, you know, so they, so the Republican Party ordered the transcripts. What are they going to do with it? I mean, we already know. I mean, there's already evidence. We have bank records. We have canceled checks. We have emails. We have text messages. If this had been anybody the- else, they would have done it yeah. by now. I mean, really, this is, I tell you what, if it was Trump or somewhere else, some, some other conservative in the crosshairs and Nancy Pelosi with the gavel in her hand, there, there would no be. They want to be debating this and making appearances right. and Rosenstein, to the right? Rosenstein was going to wear a wire to try to get Trump on the Twenty Fifth Amendment. The, the the special counsel says that that Biden is mentally gone, and it, it confirms basically what everybody knows. And the Republican mm-hmm. Party is just we're not hearing anything about it. Just not using the leverage that they've got. We you know we got to start using our leverage. We got the leverage here. This is our nation. We just aren't using it either. We're actually no better right now than the Republican Party. If we're not sitting back in this election year, Tuesday is the primary. Do you know who do you know who's running in the primary at every office that you get to vote for? Do you know their names? Do you know where they stand? Do you know where they what they believe in in the issues? Do you support any of the candidates? Are you picking up the phone, making calls? Are you knocking on doors? Are you donating when you can? Are you prepared to take people to the polls and vote? You prepared to be a poll watcher? What are you willing to do? I love you guys so much. I love that you listen to my show. I love that you email me. I I ask you to actually, now we got to start getting out of our comfort zone and doing even more. Email me at andreakasia.com. Let me know. If you're actually going to go out knocking on doors in a neighborhood, I'll go with you. Email me. I'll meet up with you and go knock on doors. I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. Email me any topic ideas you've got. We also have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Call us. Give us your your ideas, suggestions, anything you want to say to me, anything you want to share. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back tomorrow on Hump Day. I actually have Emma Robinson who's going to be with us to talk about the arrest. Uh, We're now at the phase of prosecuting journalists. We're going to talk about that with Emerald tomorrow night. We'll see you then. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.